Worthily trying to get there. A length and a half to Floating and Tony B. Worthily's after Mission Phoenix 100 to go. Floating can't get there. Mission Phoenix is digging in here from Worthily. Mission Phoenix goes coast to coast. Welcome to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm in Chile Gold Coast with John Walter. He's got the jumper on. What's happened? Mate, so it's, like a, it's like a cloud has appeared over the Gold Coast. <laughs> it's like a cloud's come up from the south and it's here and it's just like... Don't know what's happened here. It's like a Icy. vortex. We're in the water. We're in the eye of the storm. Feels like we're in Antarctica. Mm. How's things down in Melbourne town, DK, Nico Noonan? We're all right. We're all right. We're, we're gunning for, what, 28 on 29 so Saturday, Nico? Now packing them of all places. Packing them. Beautiful. To get the good weather. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, but so, you know, weather's all right. Any other schoolies going up there, boys? Schoolies? Any schoolies action? You haven't seen them? I've been in there. I was in there the other day with Beck and the thing. We went during the day, which is the best time because you get to see them all crushed you know <laughs> and then at night they're no good you just want to be out of there but during the day you get to see them trying to recover and a bit like the noonans probably are right this very second hmm. all nighter last night on the socceroos boys are you sweet or what what's going on it was a big it was a big night yeah that's that's like the first time i've ever that's the first game i've watched the world cup <laughs> went to uh federation square to watch the uh the socceroos and like been to Melbourne Cups, been to prelim finals, all that kind of thing. That was insane. Mate, like, the scenes, the scenes, when absolutely scenes there. The flares and the oh, it's just fantastic, unreal. I just going off their heads. Oh, when he, when that guy just charged, I think it was Lecky, Lecky, wasn't it? Lecky when he just <laughs> charged away, they just started roaring. The flares were already going off, and then he got the goal, freak goal as well. And then everyone was just after that. Every defensive player, or whatever, the joint was just going nuts because we were just cheering so hard to uh, get the result. Unreal. Closet World Cup. I, I can safely say I haven't seen a game. I've seen about 20, 20 minutes maybe. Lecky. I'd just add car or ski to the end of any name and say, yep, that's that's it. I wouldn't. If someone asked me, name a socceroo, I wouldn't. Couldn't. That's it. Lecky. He's, He's a my star, Lecky. He just runs and runs and runs and runs. He's a superstar. Was a freak. Keeper. Was a freak. Keepers, oh, oh Matty Ryan. He's a oh. Some insane good saves in this World Cup. Hmm, everyone's just gone mad fan on the, on the soccer. Oh, wouldn't you? When did uh, no? Was, was who was the goalkeeper? He was the freak goalkeeper. Uh, Schwarzer, Schwarzer, mm, Schwarzer. Yeah, when, yeah, when he retired, I retired. Yeah, Viduka. Yeah, Harry that Gill. Was it. That was out. That was I out. Put the Q on the crap <laughs> <Yeah>. myself. <laughs> Lucas days. Uh, Might have to back up in into Sunday morning. Maybe. Well, now yeah, at least it's a six a.m. job. So the two a.m. You know the times that they, they played one time. So that that was the worst one. Obviously, it wasn't they went off. But um, six a.m. At least we can all get up and watch that. Have we only got three days to bask in the glory? You think they'd want to stretch it out for like another four or five just to sort of just to, just to soak it in? Argentina, yeah, it doesn't doesn't pose well for us. Big right? Harry Sutar lining up on Messi. Played Argentina, but maybe Messi's washed. Maybe he's washed. He might. Be. He's bloody old. The Saudis beat him, so Messi would know less of less uh, Socceroos than we would. <laughs> Probably a fair call too. <laughs> Tell you what, you've uh, you've set tongues wagging on the Twitter sphere, Walt. Our man what? Super Multi Tips gave him a little bit of uh, betting bank advice, saying oh, that uh, if it takes time, it's okay. But once you got a bank, betting five or ten percent of it on any one bet is sweet. So. You've just gone on the defensive there and said, danger, danger. Anyone betting 5 to 10% of their bank on any one bet is going broke. It's just a matter of when. And put some more examples. And oh, he got Don Byrne out of his uh, slumber. You backed him up, there's, which there's I thought lot, was weird. Was I would have liked a bit more context from Don because I'm trying to work out how he would have uh, uh, backed it up. And it's not as if he sort of potted anything anyone else said to it. It was a bit of a weird chime from Dom, only because I was just, you know, I'd be interested to see how you could. Um, side with that because yeah it's just like i just whacked up i got it from a mate who 
run simulations on sort of betting outcomes. And as you say, if you've got like a whatever it was, a 10% edge on $4 chances over whatever, you know, you still have one in four chance of going broke uh, with an edge. So, um, you know, and he's, he's, he's backing outcomes that are, you know, 100, 200 to 1 chances a lot of the time, the minimum sort of two or three leg outcome. So, yeah, anyway, I just thought it was like extremely dangerous. Absolutely nothing wrong with, with super multis and the content he produces. Just just got to be careful when you're giving anyone advice that's sort of financial because it's pretty serious stuff, isn't it? Like you got to, it's their money, their hard-earned money that they're putting on things. And if you're, um, you know, I just take it a little bit more seriously than most and not potting him, just sort of relate with caution, treat everything with caution because it is. There's, who 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 in the world? And you can watch those guys. You know all this content sort of we provide. Everyone provides of real outcomes of betting. You know a, a run of ten outs is nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's a nothing. I tell you what, like DK's had a, a pretty torturous year and a bit of a grubby run, but it's um, it's been a miracle that he's been able to be anywhere near square for for so long. And I when I read that, if if you go off and bet ten percent of your bank. And you overbet something. What are you going to do after the next bet? If it gets lost, you're inclined to. Ch- it just opens up chasing. Inclined to have the same amount on, or even more to get that back. It How just do you puts get it you, on? It just puts you in the wrong headspace. How do you get it on? Well, that's another. Depends what your bank is, but how do you get it on? Like consistency wise, that is another thing. Like you, you can't bet too big if you're. You say, like for argument's sake, you want to back a twenty to one chance, and you bet your five percent of your bank. Good luck getting it on if it's a reasonable sized bank, and you've got to factor that into your. You're betting long term because it's you know your, your max bet's got to be taken into account. If you can't get that on, you know you got to reduce everything. Mm. DK, yeah, oh well, man, that's I don't, yeah, I'm, I mean, I know he's just he's rare, he's a wreck. He takes multis and in then you want to people listen to that stuff. Well, good on him, but um, yeah, I do differently. But I, you know, I've had yeah, I use CI stake and my sub CI stake. You know, I'll have the same bet as I did. I'll have the same bet on a two dollar eighty three dollar chance as I would have on a five fifty six dollar chance, and and that the thing hit the target last week. Full bet at you know five fifty six bucks and um you know that's it sort of covers well it doesn't cover but you get a good profit out of it you know mm. um so but just you know and then nearly nearly or nearly nearly had the win you know that one that turns up the twenties into three three dollars that jumps three uh, four dollars that jumps straight to the front that chance that turns up every three or one chance that turns up every three or four months and just couldn't get there for us at Wodonga that would have been a nice way to and but it wins and you know after a grubby year would have been square for the year like. Mm. You know, after, in two days, like by, by hitting the target twice at the right, you know, with the right staking. But that's through patience, you know? right? That's not through well, yeah. patience and yeah. sensible staking. Well, giving yourself a chance. That's it. You're keeping yourself in the game to take advantage of your edge. Otherwise, you know, there's so many things out of anybody's control. Doesn't matter who they are. You can have the ten best bets of your life and not collect. Mm. So how how can that? You know, how do you factor that in? Exactly right, and that's I mean that's and that's not results. You should never be. And then if I listen to a bit of stuff, and I have been, I've been a lot of the time in the headspace. You, you're profit and loss driven because you're looking at your bank account, but you're not. It's it's uh, you shouldn't be. You know, it, it, as long if you, as long as you're having good bets and you say shit, that was a good bet, um, got the right price, that was a good bet, it got beat. Um, oh well, move on to the next. It's, you know, it's as long as you can sit back there at the end of the day and say, well, that was a good bet, regardless of the outcome. Sometimes. You might you might back a winner. He might be three dollars expressed. You've taken three dollars expressed to four dollars, and it's one by short half head. And you say, "Shit, I got away with that one, buddy." I was on the, what was it? Well, what did I miss? I was on the wrong tram. And mm. I do a lot of that stuff in in because I love I just love post race and I love you know I'm loving post race more than the pre race really. But um, yeah, but so uh, that sort of stuff. But yeah, look, he's I mean, yeah. How many years of bad decisions do you have to make 
to work out when you are making a good or bad decision. You know what I mean? Like it's a you, you along the way you think, oh yeah, okay, maybe that wasn't ideal. But that's years and years of building mm. that sort of up, and and that's that again. Like it, you, you're trying to he's and it's not I'm not having a go at him, but you're you're promoting no. the people who are reasonably new to the game. They don't have a lot of the experience that most people have. So again, a run of ten or twenty outs when you don't know all the intricacies of you know everything and. Oh, it's and he, he was on his own. He'd back, he was overconfident. That was overconfident. And he just had a big collect or something. So he's yeah. preaching that with the overconfidence of, oh, I've just had to fill up and this is how we do it, this and that, you know. But mm. I mean, just, 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 and it'll be same with Walt and things like that. When, when all my big new accounts, when I open an account, it's exclude from exotics, exclude from multis, exclude from anything, uh, any tote. So as a, as a, as a hopefully profitable one, as I mean, that profitable this year, but last year was good. Um, I'm excluded from every product, but win and place to minimum bet laws. So, um, you know, pretty much, just, yeah, that's it. So anyone, and, that, and that's it. Like I, I, I probably everyone. Top Sport would be the only joint I can get any product, so we can give them a pump. That's that's the truth. They're the only ones who will bet me tight. The only ones who I could have a multi. The only ones who I could have a top up, a little bonus to the price and everything. Only ones. And that's not just pumping them up because they're a sponsor. That's that's the truth. We, we would have all overbet at some point in our life, and you're, and it's not until you have. Uh, other people relying on you and things, you probably rein it back in too. But there's, um, you know, again, that's with experience, isn't it? Even if you got away with it and built a bank in that time when you were overbetting, you really did get away with it. <laughs> and, <laughs> I did. I, I did that like that thing last week. You know, I come in here and I said, oh, this is, you know, I liked it and everything. I, my only reflection was I probably had too much on it. Yeah. So I saw oh, the price. I'm going, oh, geez, I'm going to have a good bet on this. And but you, I can but get again, on there that's as well. experience. You know, you, you know, know everything's feeling. lined up, so you have to press. Whereas previously, you would have sort of had an inkling and there was still risk, but what, you were happy to sort of think, press. Mm. What were you thinking at the 300 there, DK? Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> I thought it'd be, be slow pace. That second, well, the problem was, I thought the, 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 the thing that was back in distance, Frenchman's Bay, I thought it'd be a, a generally slow pace. So I thought oh, it'll struggle to accelerate. So then. They're running along. Oh, shit. And then it was really hard in the market late. And when they're hard in the market late, and then your models and the smarties telling this is going to run a race, you're potting it, but then they're, they're not. And then it was, you know, then they put the pace on and stashing up on the inside. But to its credit, it's, um, yeah, it was a hard watch, Nico. It was tough. <laughs> but it got there. Found a bit. There's no no room on the scoreboard for stories. It's just win and loss. So, um, and I was, oh, mate. And then, look, I'll, <laughs> I'll say, look, I've had a, I haven't had a great year, but. You know, my subs, I got blokes just saying, well done, DK, good on you, DK, good find. I got $6, I got that. You know, I haven't tipped a winner for six weeks and they're there still saying, well done, mate. And I'm like, geez, they're staunch. Like, bloody good people in the industry, I'll tell you. Bendigo race two, uh, number five, Laureus, last uh, week is the horse we're talking about last Thursday. If uh, you haven't quite followed DK's action, but, um, yeah, I sort of I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying and just conf- keeping your confidence and keeping your head and um, staying to the – sticking to your routine and your rules is so paramount. So, yeah, when you bet up, it opens up Pandora's box and sometimes it's not good what you find in there. Speaking of what's good when you uh, go on track is track screen, add track screen, tag in uh, the best food that you can see on track. And the runner-up this week, it's a bit of a uh, positive swab result, this one. But uh, at Honkers, must be uh, Happy Valley by the look of it, it's Macca's on course. So someone's uh, sent that one in. I had no idea that it was on course, but uh, it's not genuine scran, I would have thought. It's just a bit of a fine cotton ring in. It's a Robbie job. It's That's cheating, isn't it? It's like having KFC or Maccas at the track. It's, it's, a, it's not real. I Hong Kong Maccas that I can imagine. I can't – would it be, better be pretty stock standard Maccas? Wouldn't it's it? like there pe- wouldn't be pe- any pe- crazy stuff like Malaysian Maccas is a bit, bit crazy. 
I don't think yeah, it's not designed to taste the same. Does it taste the same everywhere? Not in, not in, not in Malaysia, mate. They got some weird stuff. Malaysia's great. Malaysia's because because the Malays and all that love their fried food. So fried fried chicken's just a staple dish for the for the Malays. So that's the the, the Malaysian McDonald's have the Kraus fried chicken like. Like with, the, with the crispy, and stuff spicy. And, yeah, spicy, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Hard to beat. I haven't, I haven't dealt. I have to check that one out. <laughs> Very interesting. I thought it just all tasted the same. I clearly haven't got around enough. No, things. no, there's, like, there's always regional yeah. ad, adds to the to the menu. Yeah, 100%. There you go. I just I'm just line and link steam bun here. Uh, the winner of the week, and I tell you what, this this could be the reason that there's bad weather on the Gold Coast. It's Mug Punner. He's chimed in the midweek there's Gold the Coast races. He hasn't given a price. But he said the best roast dinner ever on a racetrack. I, I went Is out there. Is there some chance he's produced that gravy out of his handbag? Have a look at it. He's just gone for extra gravy. It looks like he's dipped his finger in the bottom of the plate and just lapped it up with his finger and just had a bit of a sample. He might before have troweled it on. Hey? Might, that could be the trowel <laughs> mark on the way out. <laughs> I, I had the seafood basket there for about 18 bucks. I think this might Is be about $13. Is there any meat on that plate? Hey? It's under there. It's under there. He's the best. Generous Gratton too. I love that. Did he find a winner? Gratton. So that's the Gold Coast. Uh, that's, that's Mug calling that the best roast dinner ever. His uh, mum won't be happy. I mean, would, would there track. be a worse judge? What <laughs> oh, of stuff he throws up. He was having chips and stuff for breakfast the other morning. Just like, oh, what's me Saturday morning breakfast? I don't know what he had there, but there were definitely chips there at 8.30 in the morning, fried chips. Like, no, he, no they just... Yeah, I thought I'll be taking that with her. What, what about when his mum sees that? It's She's not going to be happy. No, it's he be- may not be allowed back in. It's best roast on track. Like he did say on the race track. Oh, okay. Mm, you got to read the fine, fine print sometimes. <laughs> Speaking of fine print, manscaped.com, uh, Christmas around the corner, 20% off using the little birdie code. So you just type in little birdie into the manscaped area and you get 20% off. So good present. Don't know where my, mine's gone walkabout. Usually they have in the office. Use the dolphin, mate. Yeah, can't use a dolphin, but uh, Manscaped Lawnmower and the Weed Whacker, I use it on a weekly and daily basis, little touch-ups. Don't get too far behind the eight ball. Uh, so, yeah, check out Manscaped for uh, all your crazy presents for uh, people that are hard to buy for, especially males. Uh, today's show is going to be a beauty. Is Don is good. I tell you what, he's horned up deluxe. He'd back a four kilo claiming apprentice on a back marker if he thought it was over. So the old Don is absolutely savage. Queensland Carnival, he tells us, is on. And it's the George Moore Stakes Group 3 this weekend. So we've got bulk rain up here. So it's going to be terrible today at the Goldie and Brisbane. And for the next couple of days, it's not until Monday. It looks like it's going to clear up. Where I, I swear Mug came out and said, oh, the weather looks enormous for my seven days here. And that was dead set yesterday. Yuck. No, it's cast. Completely cactus. He's, he's cracked in the wrong bloody postcode or whatever in the He needs to use the, the bomb, using the wrong form guide. Mission Phoenix last week was a beauty, halved in price, didn't miss it. And then I think we've got Rose Hill Rail 4 this weekend. Five. 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 Mm, so that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, how it's, a, it's a great meeting. It's a shocker. It's a great meeting for it's great Australians. Isn't it? It's funny, isn't it? They're all coming off like $300,000, $500,000 races to these Hundred thousand dollar bench. Well, no, there's still a two million dollar race next week, but it is the same horses for our <laughs> final show for the year. Last next week, last show for the year. Uh, T Dogs has been up with uh, Nico. I tell you what, bit of a sick beat last week. This will test you. Probably something licked and oh, a kiss on all four cheeks. I thought I got the money there at thirty to one. It's just absolute torture. So I'm still uh, not wrapped with Ascot at the moment. I thought I was on. The great man P Daly was on it too. He had the sob story on Monday telling kiss me on how all he's cheeks. all in on the. I said, oh, well, you've got a friend. You. You've got a friend in defeat. You can you can console each other. I couldn't believe it. I thought I actually thought it was home, especially when I saw Pilato. I thought, oh, it's a cat. Pity like, just shook it up, didn't he? It made me sick. Uh, beat the Doctor, wrapped up last week with Rothfire. Gallant fifth, uh, beating 1.62. I see Ollie uh, got a winner yesterday at Geelong. 
Harpen. Thinking of Lindsay Smith. Harbin. 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 That's one of yours, just DK. Just north, of, just, just north of Beijing, Harbin. Coldest joint in China. Harbin. Jesus yeah, Lindsay. Lindsay. Lindsay rides for Lindsay. I think we backed it on a stream once upon a time. I reckon we might yeah, have. I reckon we backed at the bull. We ducked the bull, it. was it? Yeah. We backed at the bull, for sure. There was another one there yesterday, Nico, a Q's. Yeah, well, we backed a Q's. I think he was one of our bigger cracks for the carnival, and um, he was like 11s into $4 or something at the bull, ran dead last, and he's come back out this preparation and won two in a row, bang, bang. So mm. we can get him into form after the stream. Turn apparently. me loose, like turn me loose. Uh, yeah, turn uh, me loose. follow all our, our duds because they, they, they- Jay Allen, Jay Allen. He's flying, Jay Allen. He rode four winners. He rode four winners at Ararat the other day. Four winners. Mm. Here he go yesterday. Oh, you can't jump over him, Nico. You can't jump over one him. One of our best. But yeah, that Chacon. You can't jump over Chacon, him. Yeah. Either he just needed. He just had that pest on the outside of him. It was. It was interesting. BZ said the horse wasn't wasn't travelling. Well, he enough. rode a Q's. There you go. I don't know what BZ. Sorry, was sorry, watching. Scoot. Yeah, well, BZ said the horse wasn't travelling well enough. But I. I he was. He, he was. BZ's he gone that, to another was, level, mate. He's been getting mentoring by the Sultan, so he's David. now he's, he's just gone. He, he backed. Now, what happened? He was. He was. I don't think he watched the last hundred meters. He was in the fetal because he backed. He backed the winner. That was that Fugacity. The race Fugacity one. Was that the race before? Nah, out oh, of recall one. Well, he did the old. I'll back. Back that thing first start. Then it's got up yesterday at fifties. He hasn't had a Dina on at the next start. So How he was, did that thing with? There, there, there were some odd things happening oh, at Geelong yesterday. All right, I know. I know. We're going to keep it tight today, but I, I'm, I'm going to tell you how it won, Nico. I'm going to tell you how it won. What is wrong with the Ararat track? It is completely cast. The inside, it used to be the best leaders track in the state. Now it's poison. Um, so for Fugacity, got bogged down on the inside at Ararat. It got beaten 10 lengths. Coming out one yesterday. Was this Cup Cup Day? Cup or? Day. Cup Day. And I'll quote Dean Yendall. He wrote a thing called Bo Liker there. He said, I was going to piss in till I hit the quicksand. So Bo Liker got beaten 10 lengths. Come out and pissed in at Warnable on Sunday, 20 to 1. One reason, Friday night at Cranbourne. Got bogged down on the inside there, got beaten seven links, come out and one by three links, ten link turnaround. And Rich Memories come out and pissed in a Cassidy of getting bogged down on the inside there. Then I back one from gate seven there on Tuesday. Jay Fry puts it in the box seat, goes to the inferior ground. I mean, I backed it because it's going to be midfield coming around the right part of the track. So that, that track is definitely not up to scratch. There's the things, ten link form reversals, it's just not on. So um, that's why that thing won yesterday. And just be very wary of anything coming out down on the inside at our rat punters. There's your pearl for the day. There we have it. I'd love to keep talking, but we're on a time restriction at today's show. <laughs> I think we've already blasted it out of the out of the galaxy. Uh, well, you're going to keep Rose Hill tight, aren't you? You're going to keep Rose Hill nice and tight. And shit I'm always tight. There. I'm always tight. Always tight. The non-tap. And we've got, we've got to keep packing them very tight. We're right. We're right, Scoot. We're, we're right, sweet. We had to, just got to tell the punters, give him a pearl. <laughs> we've got Trav coming Excuse off the anything. long run. We've got Trav still no, coming I'm in just, off I've the long run. I've handicapped him to one race, so oh, we're, we're in his chance to go under an hour. <laughs> Uh, the top sports team, though, off the boil last week. Can't even remember what they back, but uh, couldn't hit the side of a barn door. <laughs> uh, Nico, you had cylinders last week. Bit yucky. Luncey second, so a bit of a hard luck, couple of hard luck stories there. A couple of nice by Can Pook. find a second at the moment. I mean, I'm in that sort of run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, Some interesting. It's um, always a tough one, isn't it? It is, it is. Little Black Bookers. You found, I think you found Milford from the yard last, last week in your numbers. So yeah, it wasn't, wasn't all bad, but um, I've asked you to do Packenham, so you've given me Mornington in the Valley, so it's going to be a great show today. Well, speaking of responsible wagering. Just give it over. You, Packenham's tough. Or, or at the start of the show, and the one horse I found was Maddie Lloyd from Barrier number yeah. two. Like yeah. that just screamed. It, Nothing responsible about, about that. that. Getting involved at $3. So I thought, we'll give that a wide berth and we'll just stick to uh, 
a few tracks that we know how they're going to play and hopefully we can uh, find a winner for the punters. That'll come out of Scoot's best on his little sheet, that Maddie from Gate 2. That'll, that'll, that'll make it to the sheet. Oh, he, he would find it. It's a big data horse, big punting form horse. All the punting form disciples will be all over it. Mm, no, Maddie, I don't know about Maddie. Maddie and Ollie, they can both get in the bin. So That was, that was the other horse I found, Baltora in the last, Ollie from 15. Oh, the so. double. Get the multi, the super <laughs> that multi. That's why we gave Packenham a white. <laughs> <laughs> I need to wheel back the out. super multi, Maddie and, and Ollie. I need to get beat the dot. I need to ask Tristan if we can Extend beat the doctor for another week so we can lay the absolute bejesus out of Beltora. Well, you're making a comeback since you've cast the blue. You're unlucky you didn't make Paul Lilly nine to two out of 14s <laughs> and get home. That would have been your sort of style. <laughs> oh, dear. Top Sport have got a, uh, a brand new app and mobile site. They've got a, got a complete reskin and they've got same race multi. So download the new app, give it a spin. It's as good as anyone's in the market at the moment. So make sure you try that one out. The boys at Top Sport do a fantastic job there. Nico, we're going to have a look at Mornington race seven. There's no prices up, so DK won't be impressed that you're um, – betting uh, pre-prices. You might have found one of his. But uh, race number seven there on Friday, 1,200-metre handicap. Let's have a look at uh, the replay of the runner that you like here, and it's Musashi. It's uh, Matt Laurie, big, big baldy face. Yeah, me and Dick, actually, I think we talked about this horse. Um, I think this was a day the show was recording. I love the way he just pushes his way out here. Like, that's just a sign of a, a horse that's way better than his rivals, isn't it? Pushes his way out. And Barge just- factor. And Malum, I mean, Malum was on it there. Yeah. You know, so me wasn't mucking around, was he? Look, I don't think this win. is the, the strongest maiden by any chance, but um, it was a pretty soft win in the end. No, he only, squir- only squirted up 250, didn't he, when he got yeah. clear? It's the quickest for the two, quickest to the post of that race. Um, come back, this preparation, they they jumped him out in the blinkers and he was really sharp, and then they put the that's, winkers on. That's what David. I said to you pre-rate, pre-rate uh, yep. after the show. I said, he trolled in the blinkers, he hasn't got the blinkers on, so I don't really want to take short odds. I pissed him anyway. I think he just strikes another a race where he can be um, very dominant here. He draws barrier number 10. Bo Merton's absolutely flying. Uh, I think he wrote a treble at Terrelgan. Um, he wrote a double at Maui, I'm pretty sure. He wrote a double at another track. He's just, Black shorts, that's a result man. Used to dominate all those tracks. Yeah, career he's gone at 10%. Last 50, he's gone at 20%. Um, return investment's probably no, he's riding, great. Well, Last he's, 12 months, though, he's, he's profitable if you want to back him. He's riding for, um, for good. He's riding for Matt Laurie and Julius Sandu, so he's getting good opportunities. Yeah, um, and they're, they're a profitable combination themselves as well with over a sort of 100 runners there. So I just thought everything in this horse's favour um, in a race where Ross Man is a bit of a number, Boss Queen's, you know, racing well, but she's probably got a, a task from the wide draw. Um, didn't really see much else in a few of the other horses. Stars Barwin, who DK probably knows a bit about, getting he backed it to when it's maiden first up. We did. Has all form over 1,100 metres. That was a while ago now. He's been playing he's up had, a while. He's won... Had one run at 1,200 metres and kind of didn't finish off. So I think Masashi's just going to be uh, a horse on the up, um, could get to much better racing than sort of 64 grade, sticks to Mornington, home track. Laurie absolutely flies there. I thought he should just be getting the job done. If, if, if it goes there. If he runs. Because <laughs> it is accepted in Adelaide in a surely seven horse field. Surely you'd stay black shorts. Possibly. If it's drawn 10 there, it's drawn four in Adelaide and only has to beat the thing that won at Penshurst and. Something else, so you never, you never know. But if it's going to Adelaide, it already be in the float nearly. So mm. I don't know when they when they let you know that stuff. But yeah, black shorts versus floating to Adelaide. I think if we got sort of two fifty at Mornington, I'd be pretty happy to, to bet there. Maiden winner, so fifty eight. It's a 64. 64. How's Nico there just gaslighting me? He calls me a punning form disciple, and then he just goes, six of the four, four to the two, da-da-da-da-da, and says, oh, you'll find the Matty horse. It's got all the data. Then he just rattles off data to talk about that horse. Is he sweet? 
Well, why why are you so touchy? Hey? Why are you so why are you so touchy? <laughs> he's thrown a one half liner in there, and you're stewing. I've never seen you write a note in ten years, and now here you are writing notes just trying to bag him. Yeah, to I'm bagging just trying you. Nico gaslighting me. Gaslighting. You sound like my wife. She calls me a thunder. gaslighter. Surely I'm not a gaslighter. Of all people, <laughs> you would you would do it all I the time. I wouldn't know how. Uh, uh, let's go to the valley on Friday night. Packingham feels a long way away by this stage. Race number seven. And it looks like a cracker. I'm not ready again. I've clicked on the wrong uh, race. And f- f- favourite here is R Ticker at uh, $3.70. And St. Lawrence is $6, named after Peter. And Indifference is $7. Freedom Escape, $8. I'm a Shelby, $8.50. Dunkerry, $11. Uh, See Your Point, $13. $14. Bellinora and uh, Demando is $21 and better than the rest. Replay we're going to have a look at here is Freedom Escape, Paul Pushka. You're, mar- you're, ma- you're married to this horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought this was a big run. He had a bit of a condition to come from the yard. This is a fast run race. He sat last and good, made a good big run. mid-race move um, between sort of the six and the 200-meter mark. That's definitely where he's run his race. Like, um, four to the two, is the six fastest of the meeting, and then he really drops off this last 200. You just couldn't run down Super Azu, who I think would be close to favorite in this race if he was here. Fast run race, like he's the fifth fastest home in this race and there's only sort of, what, eight in it, I'm pretty sure. So he just hit the brick wall first up. His jump out leading in was... Right, throw like a bomb. Dandy. I went back and looked at it after that run. Like, I said, why well, everyone tipping him in this race? There's a heap of money for it. Thought you I- know where he was, DK? He was down on the fence of our rat. He was out of the quicksand. <laughs> he looked good in the quicksand, so he's absolutely flying this preparation. Oh, he tried like a bomb. He did. And Pushkas normally don't try that good, you know? Yep. Um... Cartwright knows the horse. He, he rode him at Flemington one day when he should have won. He rode him last start. Um, he's suited to fast run races, which you think you'd find here at Mooney Valley. Up to 1,500 probably suits. Uh, if you remember, we were tipping him that day at Flemington, actually. And he of course we were. That was the day we, we got the second and third at the massive oh. odds and something bloused us. Should have won. Definitely yeah. should have won. I just think he's got a lot of ability, this horse. Um, come back. I think he's come back even better, this preparation. Looks perfect setup for him. The only knock is Mooney Valley, like if you can't get back and run on. But if it's playing fair-ish like it has the last few meetings, um, he's in with a huge chance. He is double accepted. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's just standard. But this is, is there a horse in Victoria who isn't dual accepted? Like, seriously. He's like, seven bucks at Packenham in the Saturday and eight bucks at Mooney Valley in the week of race. Anyway, go, go on, DK. No. Well, dual accepted. I'll just say, like, there's all these trainers. Like, they want a dual accept. No one can get a run, right? Are the floods and everything and everyone's behind and there's – 539 nominations at Maui last Saturday. So every horse jewel because there was Terrelgan on Sunday, so everyone jewel accepted. So things can't get a run. So knock knock things out that can't get a run and then scratch. Like it's just a vicious cycle. Like just and then now they're blowing their free noms are going to go and stuff like that. Like, you know, how about fixing up the jewel acceptors or charging them double for scratching when they jewel accept or something like that? Because it's it's just endemic down here. Anyway, but yes, yeah, there you go. Nico's two horses are both dual accepted. So we, it's just, we yeah, it's just standard. We might have found two scratchings for the punters. <laughs> both going very well. Hopefully not. Punning form, we've got uh, a dual acceptor function as well, so uh, that's a reasonably new feature there. So it's only uh, a couple of weeks old there. So if you want to check out all the dual acceptors, acceptors, you've got them there and then you can click through to all their different uh, data points and things like that. So uh, great feature from punning form. Nice little segue there. Packenham's a long way from Horsham, so hopefully they don't make the drive out. He's got no rider at Packenham either. So. And has he got any other runners there? Is there the only one he put well, in there? I think he's one of the only ones in, so I would assume he goes to Mooney Valley. Yeah. Outstanding. All right, so Masashi and then at uh, Mornington and Freedom Escape, then you've got plenty of bullets to fire into the Packenham meeting. I didn't think it was as bad as the boys are saying. 
Uh, a couple of horses that I like. Packingham Cup's a tricky one. We'll have a look at the market, no replays. Uh, Milford is on the back up here, 440. Kissinger, 440. Wycliffe, 650. Noble Heights, 7. Fifth position, 850. Future score, 950. Vegas Knight, 10. Sound, 13. Good idea, 14. And you can get much better rest. I thought you could probably risk uh, Milford, perhaps. Distance query, fifth, uh, fifth position, same boat there. Uh, I thought that uh, the value light in future score, who should be ready to peak third up, thought he was okay in the uh, Ballarat Cup. And then I think you can forgive sound last time. So I'd be dutching future score and sound in probably, yeah, it looks a bit of a pooey race on paper. And I can see why Nico wanted to uh, give, it, give it a swerve. Yeah, well, I found Kissinger last start and sort of think we got our money out of him. And then I had something on Milford because we were tipping him on the uh, the, t- the racing show podcast at 30. So got my money out of him. I think future scores ready to peak. Fist positions hard to catch. Noble Heights, you could probably say he could improve um, relative to his performance last start to Kissinger. Milford did run second in a New Zealand derby. That's like his last go at 2,400. So I wouldn't be so sure he's not going to stay. It's just whether he can relax well enough in the run. Blake Sheen was a big key to him last week, though. Extremely tough race. Any thoughts? Any Anything to add, DK or Walt? I just thought that was a little trumpet that he added in there, and that reminded me of you trumpeting the other day of that horse in the first in the two-year-old. It was one of the worst ever. What was that? The the Godolphin two-year-old, you declare, 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 thing rumps in it. Oh, lucky I saved on that. Oh, the Hayes thing. I said yeah, it last that, week. Yeah, that, that was a four-day-old trumpet there. What, what was the ho- name of the horse? I can't even remember. It's a... Little bros. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you still oh, I mentioned it in the passing to someone in the kitchen four days ago. And <laughs> you just like, oh, just I've, I've horned up here or more. No, I just said I saved on it. I wanted Nico's thing, yeah. cylinders. Well, well, what? I still didn't find the best horse in the race anyway. I was, What's I was worse, completely the blessed. post-race trumpet or the early crow? Oh, the early crow. It's not early even close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> early crow. Yeah. Wasn't even Bruce McAvaney cost me a house last week. I'll hmm. kick him in the shins next time I see him. Yeah, I'm, I've been in the cupboard since Kiss on All Four Cheeks. Didn't get me out of jail for the day. I was up, I was Authentic winning, everything jewel. was good. Then I dug myself all and thought I was out and I'm back in. Mm, that's, good. That's, that's, that's a long time ago, though. That's where you belong. Back I in the couldn't hole. even remember the name of the horse that I'd backed. I can't Save remember the name it. of the Godolphin horse. They all just blend into one. Is it cylinders? But that's why Is I that just, it? That's why I just keep laying them all. Just lay them all. They all can't win. Packet race number eight is the Vobus Gold Bullion, and the favourite here is Jimmy the Bear, $3. Looks like Elvis, three thirty. dollars Nice trial. Uh, Nico, Nicolini Vito, $7. Regards Marie, $7.50. Pal de Oro, $7.50. Realiza, $12. And you can get much better rest for Imperial Lad and Sunfall. Replay we're going to have a quick look at here is Jimmy the Bear. He got thrown in the deep end here in Walt's favourite race, the uh, the Golden Eagle. you got Valana way back there. You've got I Wish I Win. Uh, winning the race, Walt will probably mention it again. the race that the, English, uh, the Ingham horse wins? Well, it's the one that you backed the second horse and you keep t- looking about it. And you crowed about the winner, didn't you? Well, I backed it and tipped it on the sheet. Oh. Yeah, so I, I found the winner. But anyway, Jimmy the Bear's the chestnut. He's still sort of weaving and um, still hitting the line pretty well here in the uh, back in the middle. O- OTI colours, yeah, number 22. So he's finished alongside Volana and Cardinal Gem and uh, in the Congo and those sort of horses. So I thought that form off a freshen was pretty good. Uh, and 1,400 Packenham will suit him. Big roomy track. And some people go, oh, well, he needs a wet track, this horse, and it's probably going to be dry. But I think um, the surface is sort of – I think I heard Mick Price say it's a bit of a, a toe-in type surface. I've seen the trial of – like Elvis, but I'd still rather this horse, Jimmy the Bear. I think he's got a lot of character and uh, he'll be super hard to beat in a race like this. I thought three bucks was was worth uh, backing. 
Yeah, I'd probably have him on top if I was um, tipping in the race. I, I got it down to him and looks like Elvis. Looks like Elvis has come back in terrific order, won this race last year. Great fresh horse. Um, looks like he's been set for the race again. One of them will win. Um, uh, I'd probably lean Jimmy the Bear. I think he might be a better horse, given he's less untapped. Look like Elvis. This is probably his level, but he, the trial was elite. So tough race. And then the last beer is uh, Chicago beer in the last, Bussett and Young. So I think that'll be the horse that I nominated a couple of weeks ago that to follow, and I think it'll be really hard to beat. Beltoro. Beishin. Yes, Beishin goes on as well, so it's it's a beauty for it. So I think it'll be um, taking a lot of beating if it can. Uh, but I, I think there's another reason why they're trying a few winners. He might be riding some work down there. <laughs> well, they're, they're putting him on anything with the half ability. At frog, the frog off, Beishin on. DK Pearls. Yeah, just follow the bears, the big bad bears, packing them, and uh, you'll be right. You'll uh, you'll make a quid. Puntingform.com to you. Uh, that's the uh, the data that Nico just keeps rattling off and he's gaslighting me. Mate, he's an absolute data pig, um, but uh, I don't mind it myself. It's definitely been a game changer for me. Rose Hill, we'll have a look at Rose Hill. And the first race we're going to have a look at is race seven, the Rambert benchmark, 78 over 1,200 metres. Rainbow Connection's the favourite here, $5.00. Amathuba five fifty, Devil's Throat six dollars, uh, Testor Silence seven fifty, Vernelli eight dollars, American President nine fifty, Broken Arrows ten, Star Beretta ten dollars, uh, Saomi twelve, Delexo twenty six dollars, and Louvois is ninety one dollars. Small field there, so we could get through the full card. The replay we're going to have a look at here is uh, Star Beretta, the uh, the chestnut horse. You found this, I think, in your uh, chat room, Walt. But um, here he is in the red, baldy face, in behind a wall of horses here, and um, has the uh, the courage to sort of stick his neck out through the gap here and uh, find a way to uh, sink these opposition here and. Um, so had to change there's, course there's a few things times. to like and things oh. to not like here. So they went quick. Uh, nothing really sort of sat on the inside there and did a lot during the day. This horse did. What it does through the line is probably the key, but they're not coming home quick. So there's, you know, in a bunch of there's, – there's reasons why you can see the market will oppose this horse this week again. Um, was 20s in there. Poor old Jake from Combat. He still hasn't – he had a night's sleep since uh, since it stuck its head through. But uh, – yeah, so last couple of says Kobe won on it first up, went well. It's just a bone dry track horse. Uh, uh, pace was against there, and it sort of overcome that. Then, then got the pace to suit there. Fast track uh, again, Tyler Schiller. So this time it gets Timmy inside draw. Uh, we did see Rose Hill finally play like Rose Hill, so I think the inside should be a, a solid advantage there. And and you got horses, no, uh, American President Devil's Throat. Uh, broken arrows all drawn wide here that look like they're going to get a little bit further back, have to circle, which I don't think is going to be great. Amethuba's probably going to be in the right spot. Um, Vernelli up on up on speed. Just hoping Timmy just rides the rail, uh, channels a bit of Jay Collett, and if he gets any luck, as he's seen, that horse is uh, going well enough to sort of run over the top of him. I think he does need to improve a little bit, but i just basically calling him a new horse this prep and, um, and, and on top of the ground. He just seems to be... Sneaking under the radar a little bit. Is he 10 to 1 again? Mm. So there are reservations. It is a tough meeting, but, um, yeah, sort of both the horses I found there uh, this week are horses that I think are just going to poke up on the inside with good speed in front. They'll need a little bit of luck, but we're getting odds to compensate for that. Mm. Seems to be priced a little bit off his last start SP. Who's hey, that? that well, yeah, I think they put up like 14 one. bucks again. And, and it's just because, yeah, like it, the, the ratings, uh, pigs or whatever you want to call them, I think they're uh, like he probably needs to come up two or three lengths to 
to get on par with a couple of horses here, but I think he definitely can do that. He's probably, you know, he probably wins by a length or more if uh, further if he gets clear running there. And, you know, pace helped him there, for pace against first up. Just think he's the same sort of horse. He can accelerate on top of the ground as well as any of these. And and Timmy's, you know, riding as well. At that time of year, isn't it? You've got a lot of jockeys have clocked off and I do like to find Josh and Tim in the apprentices this time of year because they're the ones that seem to be hungry. Yeah, a bit and, more hungry, and, and that's it. Timmy, Timmy did have a couple of bills come in the mail this week, which is always good. I like to check in to see whether he's, you know, he's <laughs> had the car service or, or he's got something, you know, like as if he's if he's done five hundred, he needs five thousand to compensate for it. He doesn't <laughs> just to feel better. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't handle paying anything well. That's cold. All right, we're going to go in reverse here. Uh, we're going to go to race six, Rose Hill, because uh, I've well, threw in a bit of a late nom. Uh, Zoomon's the favourite here. This is another benchmark, 78 over 2,000 metres. Zoomon's $3.30 in from four. Smirk, $8. Ocean Miss, eight fifty. Greek Hero, 11 Chibli is 11 Olympic Theatre, 11 uh, 12 bucks. Shame on us. And then King of the Clubs is 13 Going to have a look at uh, Shibley, two starts back uh, with uh, fifth position here winning, and there it is uh, out in front, the grey. And then the start after got beaten 16 lengths. Must have had an issue. Yeah, so it just hates the wet with a passion, this horse. It looks like it like it completely hates the wet. And even this day, back towards the inside, I don't think was great. I don't think it's a leader either. It was just sort of more of a fitness run, so... Softish ground first up, um, but still unlucky. Went okay, fourteen hundred jump. This was fourteen to eighteen. Happy with that run for it to run fourth or fifth or whatever the heck it's run there. Fifth, then completely forgetting the next start, just going complete. So backwards forwards here. You've got shame on us, mad leader made by Khan that went out like twenty lengths above at Gosford last start. They're both drawn wide. Olympic Theatre's got speed inside them. Zoomon's led at like ten above at Mooney Valley last start and run some crazy time. Main stage is a mad leader that, you know, usually averages going out five, six above. King of clubs inside it, another leader. So if they don't fly here, there's something wrong. And I think Shibley much better uh, on top of the ground, gate two. Uh, Jay Collett, hopefully since he's been married, he doesn't feel more responsible and starts coming to the outside. We just want him to keep riding that rail. And uh, I Inside think it's, draw. Yeah, very similar to Star Barretto, just... I went looking for a horse with 2,400-metre form here and there wasn't one. And this horse had three starts to track two wins. I love horses that, you know, like Rose Hill, they usually continue to race well here. On top of the ground, again, important. And, again, we're getting odds to sort of compensate. There is a wrong waller here. You've got Smirk that looks like a dead-set hurdler, absolute <laughs> camel, and he's thrown the blinkers on it. Zach Lloyd off, Schiller on, Schiller on. softy straw as well. I could see it sort of poking around midfield and, and it's the wrong waller. I, I, I toss up between the old Ichi Peachy Shibley or back both wallers. And if you just like extra bit of pain, you maybe go the double waller. Maybe that's your that's your <laughs> option. But I think the you know, like Zumon's dead set the best horse here if he if he feels like it. But how does how does Josh ride him? Uh, you know, there's, like there's here. It's not. You, you look at races sometimes and they say they might pull up. These are horses that are just one trick ponies that want to go fast. So. I can't see anything but a really strong tempo here, and and Waller horses usually love that sort of setup. And yeah, you know, we're getting odds odds to compensate for the Waller reaming, but to, we we get the the backup of pain if uh, if they go down. Outstanding. Mm. Any thoughts uh, around Shibley? You've seen him the most, I guess, Nico in the yard, the uh, the grey. Yeah, I thought his his first up run was really good, and I agree with Waller. He's just a dry tracker. Last start went to Ballarat, and was that was underwater, so. No good for him there. Um, 
I would have been interesting if Zumon was in that race, that Shibley race, because I reckon he would have been a long price off his first up run. So um, I know he won well last up, but that was at Mooney Valley. Um, and like Walt said, he's a, he's a horse that can sort of mix his form if he doesn't find the front or get things his own way. So um, Shibley back on a dry track looks looks pretty well suited. There's a bit of MF here. Ocean Miss is also um, going up, and she's another one who's probably going to be suited on a, a drier surface than um, what we've had in the spring here in Melbourne. But, yeah, Shibley, off his – if you just forgive last start, his runs prior would seem, um, you know, handy in the finish in most benchmark races, I would have thought. All right, we've got uh, T-Dogs has uh, found his way in. He's been up all night uh, raging with Nico. His voice is in a bit better, Nick, than uh, Nico's. But uh, I'm going to have a look at uh, the feature over in Ascot. How are you, T-Dogs? Yeah, pretty well, um, all things being considered. Oh, quick backup. But, uh, no, it was very exciting last night. Well, good on the Socceroos. Looking forward to watching them again on Sunday. So you guys are dead set going to back up. You're not going to go there again, are you? It's on the cards. It's on the cards. We'll we see got, how We've got a few goes. mates that are mad fans. We've just kind of been brought in for the ride. Yeah. But it was it was honestly insane last night. Like, nothing like it. I'd rather take the dollar bloody 40 those two showing up Sunday than the dollar 40 Argentina or whatever. They are. I think they're shorter than that, aren't they? Anyway. This is just – give a nice response here. What would yes. you rather do? Go yeah. and watch the soccer all night with – the Noonan boys will yeah. go to the track on Saturday with Mug. Uh, yeah, that's not. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> what, what time's the flight? <laughs> Sometimes the flight. <laughs> I'd rather be the Australian goalkeeper than than go to the races with the Mug. But um, I just my patience is tested these days, and I, I, I'm, I'm much better off in the dungeon by myself, where I can't annoy anyone but Rebecca and the kids. Well, I had a sick Mug bet on the on the ruse, and it was a it was a long ride, like that last sort of. What thirty minutes or whatever? Like when you're in but front, then you that got was the just, extra ten after the thirty. Oh, they, and then they go, oh yeah, plus six. Yeah. What's going on there? And that means nothing either because you can get plus in the plus. It just keeps plusing. It's just unbelievable. Like imagine betting on it full time. You're dead set. You never. Know, oh. It's like being in the coffin all day, every day. <laughs> group one over at uh, Ascot is the uh, the Northerly Stakes. I was surprised it was Group one, but it is, and it's Cascade the Cascadian the favourite here. Two seventy. Amelia's Jewel three ten. Treasure Star ten dollars. Bustler ten. Tricks of the Trade twelve dollars. Alaskan God, 14. Steinem, 15. Interesting placement. Steinem, for, uh, 41 God has chosen, 9 clad, $41. And that rounds out your chances probably. The replay we're going to have a look at or just remind ourselves of is Cascadian here. Uh, last, big baldy face, peeling to the outside with Aegon there. And zips home and only gets beaten 1.70 to the uh, to the blood. So that's... Uh, Who's that in front? Alligator blood. Oh. Tavalu's there. The blood. I reckon the key with Cascadian um, hasn't been pointed out a lot of, of places, but looking back through his punting form data, his consistency this sort of year has come in fast run races. Uh, if there's a huge potential, I don't think they go very quick here, and he's drawn to get right back. Um, you know, he's very one dimensional in terms of his speed, you know, where he can sort of position. And I think he's, he's very take-onable um, here because of it. So I'm going to be chips in against him. Um, I think from the draw, he's going to get a long, long way back and spot a few of these, a big head start. And I, I've i sort of been with the back markers in the uh, group ones in Perth, but uh, once they get to 1,800 and beyond up there, they uh, just put the brakes on deluxe. So um, I can see Natasha, or oh, who's riding Bad Wolf? Sean McGruddy. And also uh, Search and Rocks, Kira Yule, they're probably the front two and not riders that push like a super strong tempo. Horses that, you know, probably 
um, their their chance may be to run this a little bit slow. Uh, I I think he's going to be in a world of hurt from where he is. Like Jay Mack on, obviously a huge positive riding in Perth. Um, that's maybe the biggest positive you'll ever see, Jay Mack in Perth. And somehow the Perth trainers only gave him one other ride, one other ride. Well, same thing happened last week, didn't they? They just well, – few of the Eastern Sayers went over there and they barely got to go. Balm on the feature and I think he only went one or two, didn't he? Yeah, Jay Carr didn't have many. They got Pike over there and he was in the J-Mac. Someone said the J-Mac of the West. <laughs> so <laughs> you don't J-Mac. need two. You don't need two. Well, why would you need two? That, it is, that is staggering. What, what would J-Mac be doing? Is he going to Bali? Or, like, he's just had a baby. No, what, he's not. What's yeah. he over there for? Get off. That's it. For Cascadian, that's it. Yeah. Weird. That's that's very odd. If it, was a, if it was a Coolmore horse, you'd, and he's not, he's, a, he's not a – not a set like it more likely he goes last week to ride Paul Lilly. You'd think it's um it is a weird one because yeah, I think he well, does. Well, Walt was calling Rose Hill on on tap, so he might as well head over to Western Australia well, true. and pick up the prize money there. True. Amelia's jewel was uh the winner of the WA Guineas, and this is the uh I guess the the talking point. She's got fifty kilos, Cascadian fifty nine. You see her in the uh the apple colours, the uh, the red and the green with the white on the uh, sleeves, and she just uh has the a turn apple of colours. Oh well, yeah, red and red and she green. She just powers away here from Bustler, who's the horse on her inside, who also lines up here, and he's uh, sort of the, the three-year-old um, male in the race. They didn't go overly strong in the WA Guineas to the six hundred. It was a bit of a stop-start race, and then she was out able to out sprint them. I do think getting up to eighteen hundred is a tick for this horse, and um, at weight for age, she's she's very well suited. Um, and she does map for a reasonable run, even though, you know, barrier one, she's going to need some luck at some stage. But she maps to sort of be in the first six in run, I sort of thought. I didn't think she'd get further back than that. Um, they just have to be so dangerous here, the three-year-olds in this race. They've got an unbelievable record in this race, uh, formerly known as the Kingston Town. Um, and the WA Guineas is almost the, the premier form line for these horses that they they come out of the three-year-olds. So... Personally, I'm just team three-year-old. I think both of them have got really good chances. Amelia's jewel, I mark clear favourite. I've got a pretty aggressive. Um, yeah, Cascadian at 290 just baffles me from how far back he's going to get. And, yeah, Amelia's jewel at 320, um, that'll get me every day of the week. Um, you know, you, it's the best price you've take, we've been able to take about the horse all prep. Um, we sort of talked about her a few few weeks ago on this show that her SP anchor that she's always going to be well backed. I think they'll they'll smash her here into favoritism. I can't can't see a planet where Cascadian jumps favorite. I just can't see it happening. He's a pretty good benchmark, isn't he, Cascadian? Like he's been around the block, you know, sort of what he is. He's a solid weight for age kind of um, horse. What do you reckon ability wise? Is there much between them? Like is Amelia's jewel? Going to come out here, you know, if she came to Eastern States, would she be proper weight for age class? Because that's what he is. Yeah, I mean, he is, but he's he's that second tier of the weight for age horses, isn't he? Like, he's not he's not Alligator Blood or Zaki or I'm Thunderstruck or Animo. Um, he's yeah, he's below a, them. He's a B plusser. He's a B plus. I'd say. Oh, he's an A minus. A minus. Oh, well, it's keeping he's an A-. He's a pretty he's good in, I think he's in career best form, and then he gets J Mac. The horse that I think maybe the market's forgotten about a little bit is Tricks of the Trade. He obviously won the railway, and he lost a plate yep. in the process. So, the eighteen hundred meters is the thing for Amelia's jewel. Trying to compare her to him, I think she's like fine. if you said fourteen hundred weight for age, I'd say yes, eighteen hundred weight for age. Don't know, but slow tempo inside draw. If a sprint comes into it with fifty kilos, it's just a great. 
angular race. There's angles. There's angles, mm. but very hard to compare them. The angles is is yeah. You've got to you've got to sort of have a, an opinion on the tempo. And my opinion is they they won't go that quick, which leaves me easily in Amelia's Jules camp. Whereas if they did go hard, then Cascadian's got the chance to finish over the top. But yeah, I pointed pointed it out. I just think all of his runs in races with sort of slow to average tempos is is sort of. That's that's how to get him beat. You know, he gets too far back and he's he's left with too much of a head start. You know, the races he sort of won this preparation, those two races in Sydney, they, they, went, they don't count, do they? They went suicidally fast in both, and then he's the last man standing. You know, and he's he's made to look good. Prior to that, he was lapped in the Maccabi Diva. So I, I know he's a he's a very very good horse, but he's not the sort of horse ever that I'd want to be taking three dollars or sub $3 and in a group one. Like, he just doesn't have the racing pattern to, to take those sort of prices, I don't think. I don't mind that. I agree. Don't mind that, that line of thingy. What do we make of uh, the railway lead-up? Like, I know all over Alaskan God, well, last he, start. He's the horse I'd, the only horse I'd Forgive. take out of the railway. Yeah, because he, he pulled up with a slow recovery as well. So, seems a big price here at 14s. Yeah, so, and you and I sort of talked about this while he travelled into the race like he was really going to let rip and then he just found absolutely nothing. So maybe the slow recovery was enough enough of excuse to forgive him. Oh, no, it's, it's hard to come into a horse off that kind of run though, isn't it? I thought you'd get better than $12. That's the thing. I thought you might get 25s or something. Just They just might just cast him straight away. But I guess when tricks of the trades, $13. doesn't make sense really that one short on the other here. I, I, I don't know what betting will do. Maybe we'll get better Alaskan God late, but it's the sort of horse that you'd you'd be shattered if it ripped down the outside and knocked you off, then uh, and you didn't yeah. have something on it. Got to follow your money, but don't yeah, you? I sort of think he's he's the half chance in the race for me from a betting perspective. I'm definitely interested in Bustler, and I don't think the WA Guineas last start really suited him at all. He was looking for a higher pressure race to beat Amelia's Jewel, a sit and sprint. He was never going to beat her. Um, potentially with you know up to eighteen hundred meters, if he can be ridden a stack more aggressive, um, you know there's a potential here for Steve Parnham to land outside the lead. Um, then he could be the horse that runs a really big race. He's a talented three year old in his own right, and it's sort of like him at ten dollars. Um, I would have as slight overs in in my market, but um, yeah, I'm Team Amelia's Jewel. I think Saturday's the chance for the. Everyone who's, you know, not really keen on taking the shorts, you get $3 plus. This is our chance to, to get in on the filly, I reckon. I think it uh, should be pretty popular, and I think 1,800 won't be an issue for her from the last couple of replays that I've seen of her. And uh, I've had a quick look at the punning for well, She can continue to – she should be just peaking now if, if everything Miller says is, is, is correct. correct. And he, you know, everything he said sort of come to fruition visually yeah. all the way. So, um, yeah, he's done a good job so far. Yeah, he's a trainer you can sort of um, – I sort of think believe he, he's he's pretty straightforward. So um, no, I, I think he's, he's just he's set it for, for this, this, hasn't he? Yeah, it hasn't really, really been anything else along the path. Like it was just the WA this race, Guineas. this race, this race. Yeah, the WA Guineas is always sort of the key lead in, but it was like a prelim, not a. This mm. has always been the grand final. So oh, it's going to be a good race. I think it's a pretty hot Perth Group One. So looking forward to it. Absolute cracker. If you want more of uh, Trav stuff, he's got a Patron. I think it's only about five bucks a week, so it's very good value there. Is and that a racing based Patron or is that is that like XEX? Just racing. XXX? Just racing. Oh, okay. No, it's so it's handy, not like that. The, fa- that the lady who's in that horse that got butchered last week. I, what's <laughs> it? I own a Merc. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, not mm, a tattoo. It's, it's racy racing. Mm. Mm. 
And then uh, let's have a look at uh, Don's best here. I've got him uh, around the wrong way, but uh, it's time for Donny's best. G'day, gents. Donny's back again with this weekend's best bets. We're going to do it this week for both best bets. There's a fair bit of rain falling in southeast Queensland, so there's going to be a bit of give in the track. So I found a couple of horses that I think will handle the track conditions perfectly. So we start with the best bet. That's in race eight, number 10, Samut. This horse has absolutely been flying all preparation for Chris Lee's. Racing down in Sydney, three ago, bolted in on a heavy track at Canterbury. Two ago at Randwick, ran some phenomenal slate splits. It should have won. Popped a poor ride and a poor setup. Last start, it was wide on an inside day at Rose Hill on a firm track. We go 1,200 this weekend. It'll be in the soft range. This horse, eat it up. I think it's a great bet at $5. If there's any indication that the, that the horses are advantage coming down the centre of the track, it's not a biased track, just keep backing this thing until it hurts. So that's race eight, number 10, Samut. And there's another moral on the card. It's in race two, number one, Kovalika. It's a group horse, a group stayer. It's just rising up through the classes and through the distances. It'll be winning $1.70, put in takeout job. Two best bets this weekend, race eight, number 10, Samut. And race two, number one, Kovalika. Good luck, boys. Tell you what, uh, is it Samut or Samut? Samut. Samut. What is Samut? You can get in trouble for if you're a race caller and you, you said it that way. Um he sounds like he'd actually have a problem with the super multi-man that he's understaking. Put it, put him take out. I think he'd be more of a sort of 20 to 50% per bet man, <laughs> the, the Don. Uh, Truck loader. Every, beep, every beep, bet's a mile. Back it up. Beep. If they're coming down the outside, just bet till it hurts. <laughs> I te- That is the one horse in Australia I have been waiting to get to a 1,200-metre race. Um, and wet deck. Perfect well, storm. Yeah, storm. well, he had handles it for sure. Uh, obviously, Doombin probably wasn't. You know, if it was Eagle Farm, you'd have the dead set full horn. He'd be out there. Um, sitting in its box with it, making sure it got through to Saturday okay. But, uh, yeah, five or six bucks, 100% agreement with the the Don. Um, He just kills me that he goes early and he's like, the the prices have been up 4.3 milliseconds. Well, the $6 this, got to just keep keep, (laughs) keep betting. You're like, mate, just cool your jets, big dog. But um, he's he's a keen being the big fellow and he can find a winner. He's too good. Too good, the Donny. Who's Ben Cohen? Sydney jockey. Uh, yeah. I, I did look him up. I think they've all got decent records. Where's he in, from? Is he another South African or is I've he from? I've got no idea. I can't, I can't I remember. Thought he was, I thought he was from Ireland. But. Okay, he might. There was another one that – there was a couple of them that sort of looked like they were going to debut at Musselbrook the other day. I think he was one of them. And the other one was like a one with a different name, obviously. Um, and then you've got that Dylan Donovan's lobbed here as well. They, they all look like they've got solid enough records. It's just uh, learning the intricacies over here is going to be the – uh, keeping an eye on it. It's hard to dive into them, isn't it? Like it doesn't you matter whether really they've got good records or not. It. Certain horses, okay, but when you're riding funny little tracks for the first time, it doesn't matter how good they are um, unless they're Craig Williams and they've done three million hours of tapes and got their speech ready. Um, you, you, oh you'd, you'd find it hard to sort of dive into them around Rose Hill their first time or anything like that. Ben Cohen, uh, he won the Irish St. Ledger, uh, I think, earlier this year. So. It, look, he's ridden at a good level, obviously in Ireland and the UK, in the in the UK, I should say. But um, yeah, I'm with Walt. They're, they're hard Waller, to f- isn't it? Yeah, it's I think he's riding. There. Might be out here riding a bit of track work for Waller and sort of. Oh, so he'll be seeing. getting his mats off Richie. So he'll be un- he'll be unbeatable. Yeah. He'll be unbeatable. <laughs> Let's have a look at uh, the top sports team here. It's uh, someone betting against uh, T Dog, so this is not him. Ascot race eight, number one Cascadian, uh, twenty five hundred at two ninety. 
So I that's think Nico's bet just came through five minutes ago. Might, might get to th- oh, J-Mac tax, so it's probably going to stay short. I do love the blue jackets. <laughs> well, it's just he, he did get on the defensive. He's like, oh. I'm going to be interested to see what the market does with Cascadian because I just can't see him starting favourite, but it's been a lot of love for him earlier this week. What if Bussenden got one off Godolphin? Would he improve it or would he? Would you expect it to go backwards? Nico would be in a quandary there. <laughs> Depends if B. Sheen will. <laughs> yeah, Base 14 is treasured star, 250 at $17. Mm, I think that's about right. She ran well on the railway. She'll run a good race, draws for a good map. She was the uh, the mover in the early market with Top Sports, so... um. They might have had a few more bets there as well, in mm. the 10s. Yeah, one of those horses probably overs at 26, about right price at 17. Last one is Packenham Race 5, number one, Baldino, 500 at 950 into 750. It's against Deuce and Red Cart and Port Albert. Tricky little race. Yeah, this one. 800-meter race, is it? Yeah, 1,000-meter race, yeah. Yeah, that's the weird thing about Packenham. There's a lot of races out of the shoot there on Saturday, the 1,000 and the 1,200-meter start, so... um. Plenty of sprint races. I thought Juice was probably the horse to beat there, just where the barrier 15 is the right spot to be. Baldino should have won last start, and he's in very good form, this preparation. Um, I was going to say, Packenham 1,000 metres probably suit Baldino. Big run. Big run in. Yeah, run he's, in. he completely turned it up one day at Sound down over the 1,000 metres. It's a very similar course, but um, it will suit him. He ran well down the straight. Mooney Valley last start, he, sh- he should have beat Port Albert and Co. He just never got out. Um, I think Juice probably won to beat. I thought the Guava was a big price there. Um, at $34, but another one of those races that is extremely deep um, and you could just be missing the winner if you go looking out why because Juice is absolutely fine with Maya Eustace. So, um, yep, I think they could be in for a big day there. Mm. Very, very, very tricky racer. Big tick for Baldino's Ben Allen. Oh, I like him back in the Metro. He's been just going very well out wide and now back into the Saturday stuff. Outstanding. All right. Well, I think we've got uh, one show uh, next week and that could be us for the year. But uh, big thanks to Top Sport, Punning for Manscaped and the boys for jumping on the show, especially off the backup of the uh, the Socceroos. And fingers crossed they can get the job done. What, against Argentina? Didn't even know who they're playing. $17. I did say thought Argentina got knocked out. So, oh, yeah, that's how it shows how close I'm watching it. But. Hmm. Uh, God, you never know this game, do you? It's a pretty weird game, you know. One you just could trip over at the right time, get a penalty, and could change everyone's lives. Home you go. Hopefully, we've uh, filled your pockets and wallets for Saturday, and uh, you can have fifty cents each way on uh, the Socceroos on on Sunday. That's backing Australia and the draw. DK liked being the the substitute. He's just off at half time, wasn't he? He was very fired up for the start of the show, and then left halfway through. I think that might be his new calling. Mm, he's off and gone. Mm. He's sick. He seemed very happy about that. When <laughs> we sort of mentioned him. <laughs> <in the shoot. laughs> yeah, he put on the red vest, and away he went. And he was I, off and I was on the on the green vest. So yeah. yeah. Might work. Could be something in it. DK's just a fresh horse, 800 meat horse. Oh, Alexander Beetle. He's definitely that. He's the Beetle. <laughs> the Beetle. Yeah. Oh, he will end up watching the show, so we've got to be kind what we say. Anyway, we'll see you next weekend. Uh, fingers crossed it's a, a great weekend of racing.